bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. I'm Jeff. I'm Johnny. I'm Aaron. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jordan. And we just wrapped up our prologue to the new campaign. It ended on a bit of a dark note. A bit. As soon as we ended, we're like, I think that beats Dran Renner from Terra Proximus. Yeah. <laughs> that was really dark. We all just kind of sat around just staring at each other for a few moments. Just like, uh, And Aaron was grinning like a fool. <laughs> so, when we started building these characters, I've been really getting a feel for Sam. I've been like... I don't know if you want to relate to Sam that much, though. But, yeah. no, I mean, like, I've just been getting an idea of what I want. Like, I really feel this character. Um, and this character's goals. And and so I've been, I'm not going to lie, I've been really getting excited about this. So, like, for Brother, Brother Benedict, he was a very optimistic character going, <laughs> oh, like, pretty much all the way through. He had some, some down moments, but he always found a way to be optimistic again. Yeah. How do you think that Sam compares to Brother Benedict? Oh. Um, you know, just now having a chance to, to run a session with with this character. Hmm. I think Sam is less afraid to get things done. Um. In a very gray moral <laughs> kind of way. Yeah. Gray. The, 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 I guess it, the morals don't matter yeah. as much to Sam. Um, I'm not going to say she doesn't see people as people, but she doesn't see people as a holy... Valuable thing? Yeah. The, 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 the innate value in people as much. Um, and she has worked in teams in the past because she worked as part of the core, but she just doesn't... A little bit more self-serving. And if someone doesn't, if there's no value added, she has a harder time... Accepting the person as is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that seems to be a very different character from the rest of the, the group that we built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I think that, like, for example, Jer Lan, I feel, is a very calm character, but has a, a real... It really does see the intrinsic value in other people so far. Yeah, well, that's... That's what he's been he's been working on for the past two hundred years mm-hmm. is helping others out. Yeah, and Chime that's pretty much his job is That is his job yeah. is to help other people. Uh-huh. And Julian, well he's suspicious of elementals, but he wants to save people right. from elementals. Right. Yeah. So the only one who really has human life doesn't really matter that much, that's Sam. I thought that was interesting too when uh, we first started and Jordan was playing as Shade. Shade. Pretty much there was like no conflict or no back and forth between Shade pretty much describing humans as meat bags. Yeah. And Sam was like, yeah, 
Yeah. So uh, Sam, Sam is very dependent on Shade's good opinion. They're a little bit toxically codependent. Yes. Yes. Codependent? I think... Yeah, if you look at their goals, they their well, goals okay. are very codependent. Even even shades with the uh, Sam is the only person who can get me to where I'm going, more or less. Yeah. So currently, yeah. The question is why why is Sam the only person that can? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. Is it because Sam only has one die, one D in willpower? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. It's very likely. <laughs> but uh, also. Shade wants to keep Sam alive. Yeah, yeah. So Shade has some very codependent issues with Sam for whatever reason, but we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have a totally different relationship with a proxy in terms of Gerilan. Uh Try no relationship, <laughs> almost well, at all. Relationship, but it's. I think it's. A, I think it, there is a relationship. I just think that Jeff hasn't flushed it out. No, I don't necessarily think it's even that. I think that it's the difference between like um, having a co-pilot and having a spirit guide. Yeah. You know, and that also speaks to the different philosophies that elementals might have within themselves. Right. Like the changes that have been that Jared Land has experienced have been more on the subconscious level. Yeah. Rather than the the conscious like Sam. Yeah. And there's a cat. What did you think of the cat? The cat, as soon as you said the cat, I, was, I immediately went back to uh, Angel's Guard with uh, Demetrius, <laughs> and there's a cat. And I was like, uh oh, what's up with the cat? <laughs> the cat has a side quest for you. <laughs> I kick the cat, I throw it into the shield. That, so. Yeah, well, yeah, that that's already wrong. That cat was actually a shapeshifter tri- following you all in Angel's Guard. Really? Yeah. Uh, I should have thrown it into the field. <laughs> uh, this cat is just a cat. Did we discuss, can elementals bond with animals? Actually, that is in the microscope yes. session. Yes. Because that's one of the possibilities that kept in, uh, popped into my mind when Jordan said, and there's a cat. And I was like... Ooh. Yeah. Is it going to be an elemental bonded with this cat? <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I would imagine animals, like pets, are pretty rare. Yeah, I like that, that you threw it in. It's like, oh, we don't have the proper permits for... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just, like, thinking, and the, the government of North Belisira is very... very controlling. Yeah. Very restricted. Yeah, very restricted. Um, I'm imagining... We found out even more about... During this, during the campaign, yeah, yeah, today. I'm I'm imagining there's a bit of a like a curfew and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fearing for the country's safety, the Centarians begin experimental altering of elementals and forcibly bonding elementals to animals. Oh, that can get interesting. Yeah, so that that is definitely in the world book. Yeah. How did you enjoy your characters? I learned a lot about my character. Yeah. Mostly because I had no clue about anything about my character before playing other than the build yeah Mm. I didn't know how my character was going to respond to anything how it was going to respond to uh, Julian's probing and prodding I just like Aaron said I've been like chomping at the bit for for this and I've said I don't know how many messages to Jordan. It's like, I'm super excited. Yes, I'm super excited. (laughs) This is great. We've been going back and forth about this one. Yeah, and I think I even said that in our group chat once. It's like, this is 
the first time that we've, at least for me, have done a lot of character prep mm-hmm. going into it. So we could almost, like I think I said, phrases that hit the ground running or something like with our with our characters, jump right into it. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit in between one of the episodes that for Julian, um, I was talking with Jeff about how to get into character and um, something that I had done for Angel's Guard is to watch a bunch of episodes of a show that I think encapsulates like, it encapsulates uh, Grayson's character so I tried to do the same thing for for Julian and Jeff and I were sitting there brainstorming of what character that might be and we kind of had a laugh at it in between episodes that Julian is sort of like a young Fox Mulder from yeah. the X-Files mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got his conspiracy theories and no one likes to hear him and he uh <laughs> does things on his own and is a little bit reckless at times and I I tried to bring that out a little bit in how I played I thought that came out very very matter Mm -hmm. of the fact this is the way things are and even if you don't believe me yeah this is the way they are Mm -hmm. speaking of like TV show characters that you think kind of encapsulates your character for Sam the one that comes to mind right away to me is Gaius Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. You, no one here. Not familiar. No? I've only seen a few so handful of episodes. Oh my goodness! Gaius Baltar is uh, someone who is a scientist, and he has this. It's a whole series long arc where he has several f- rises and falls. But the main thing about him is that he has a Cylon in his brain, a robot, in, mm. basically oh. in his brain mm. who talks to him at all times and is a very strong influence on his personality. Okay. So Gaius Baltar is very much, in my mind, that's kind of where I can see Sam coming from, like this this voice that's coming. And the robot in his brain influences him to do some pretty messed up things. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely, if you haven't ever seen the, the reboot of... Battlestar Galactica, the mm. sci-fi series. Um, it was like four seasons long, and they're they're short, twelve to fifteen episode seasons. I would definitely recommend it. I'll check it out. Yeah, Chime is a little bit more interesting of a character to try to so, in a TV sh- yeah, show. Yeah, I don't know what TV show Chime would be a character from, but I found it very difficult to play having a phobia. Yeah, like a fear of fire. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a fear of fire, it's specifically a fear of fire elementals. Mm-hmm. But his job involves working with them. Do you think he he dislikes his job? <sighs> On those days, yes. In general, I, no, I don't think so, because that's one of his life's goals is to help people. Right. But I myself, I don't have any phobias. Uh-huh. I, things I'm afraid of, but not crippling fear by any means. Yeah. And so I find it very difficult to play a phobia of something, especially so, uh, some of the like fire where I'm very comfortable around. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, well, I mean, like for me, I have a really bad fear of heights. Like, yeah. see that the things like that don't bother me at all. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm you know, you built so your character is essentially me <laughs> in real life. If you need. Pointers on how to play your character. Just ask me about how I respond to things. I can tell you all about it. 
I mean, that that especially for today, where you know, I we started off with me interacting with the fire elemental. <laughs> yeah, that just well, yeah, <laughs> right into the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, how do I keep the balance of keeping the cool for keeping my job, but at the same time, like showing my characters afraid of fire elementals. Well, that's something that we that I. I'm glad we, that we jumped into it because it was at first it was a little hard to think of a good starting point yeah. for the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think this one actually worked cool. really well. I, I think it worked well for Johnny's character too because as we were started off and it was like, well, he's actually employed by the military. How is he going to get teamed up with everybody here mm-hmm. to do yep. whatever the goal is going to be if he's got this? government military job that he's supposed to be doing right and that kind of really worked that to start it off with the fire elemental that okay he's gonna have to take a leave of that yes yeah for mental health yeah kind of thing and now he's free to (laughs) go fight fire elementals on his own (laughs) yeah basically conquer his fear yeah basically he comes back and maybe at the end of maybe the campaign is now like oh we've got trouble with fire elementals go to this guy He's yeah. our expert now. <laughs> yeah. Or you might decide to just leave the military altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? They might kick you out, honestly, for or two not recovering in, properly. Or two sessions into it, Johnny's going to have to build a new character. Cause he's just <laughs> <laughs> that's always possible. <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the things I love about role-playing. You know, I, I always role-play is the fact that I play the character... But I don't get attached to that character. Mm. Yeah. Because you never know. Because you never know when they might die. And you can't be afraid of letting your character die because sometimes letting your character die is essential to a good story. We were talking about that with um, mm. on the, the way down here with Byram, you know, how he oh. died. And, like, listening to it, and there were so many plot elements that Byram was specifically tied into. Like, uh-huh. the girl at Dencham House. Yeah, yeah. she just got left. Yeah, it's just yeah, like... We don't well, know what happened to her now. Yeah, we don't know what happened if she ever got well, away. She's probably frozen yeah. somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Along with everyone else. Yeah. You know, so the the fact that the character died... Not frozen. Burst into flames. Yeah. A little of both. Both. <laughs> but the, the fact the that time. the character died, it totally changed where the story was going. Yeah. Right. And, and with George Glaive. And it gave more conflict to the each individual character. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And we were talking about that, actually, uh, in our in our group chat. It was like, when Joris Glaive comes into this story, yeah, there yeah. is a lot of animosity towards that guy. Well, not, and it, it, because of his animosity, everybody's animosity towards him, it also made more tension, but at the same time, more unity among the other players. Right. Yep. Yeah. It did. Uh, I remember there was one point where uh, I think Grayson said something, and then one by one, everybody was like, yep, I agree with him. Yep, I agree with him. Yep. I was like, Grayson's like, what? This, is, this never yeah. happens. So like I said, I, that's why I never get too attached to a single character. Yeah. It's because sometimes a death of a main character is an essential plot point. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I enjoy building new characters. It gives me somebody new to play. So in other words, Aaron, enjoy Sam. <laughs> yeah. But Sam will die. <laughs> not necessarily. I'm not. I'm not gunning for Sam. We'll just put it that way. But I wasn't gunning for Byram either. I mean, the way that Byram died is kind of anticlimactic. Yes, it is. right. right. It's like, and oh, you, you died you, in battle. All right, you just got stabbed by a sword and twenty points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It wasn't even a bad. It wasn't even a dire fight. It was just like a skirmish yeah. with some guards. Because uh-huh. of a dog. Yes. Oh, and been uh, hiding in a tree. Uh, but yeah. 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 Was... So if this, if Chime dies, so be it. I'll have to come up with something new. I mean, we've already set the stage for there to be some heated conflicts, interpersonal conflicts. Interper- yes. Some heated, pun intended, interpersonal <laughs> conflicts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, some of you might be steaming at the end of the night. <laughs> um, but I always have to look back to it. It's like, if we if we got through two seasons of Terra Proximus and no people actually killed each other, we can we can do this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, we there was some came pretty close to killing each other in that one. Oh yeah. yeah I think I actually actively encouraged that on a few occasions. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I what was it, it like? Was beautiful. You offered <laughs> hero points to, to actively attack each other. <laughs> After the prologue, first episode like in the middle of the episode, guns are drawn and it's every, player, every, every player is pointing at another player character. Uh, <laughs> Except for me. Was well, yes, because you were unconscious. That was not up. You tried to kill yourself before that. Even. To <laughs> that one. I have to go to the archive. You have to go to the archive on bonethrowerstheater.com where you can find all of our episodes. And, and um, that's where you can find Terra Proxima. Exactly. All um, right. Starting tomorrow morning. Yes. This is, it is beautiful. It beautiful. He was asking me about flashback, epi- like doing today as a flashback episode, and I'm like, no, we're probably going to do that in the middle of one of the seasons. Like at, yeah. it, like yeah, after flashback you have episodes are good to, to after you know who your character is, and, and um, it'll be very similar to what we did today. Yeah. Okay, um, and I, at least from Terra Proximus, that made season two so much better. Oh, yeah. Right, because we did season one. All right, we know who our characters are now. Here's how they got there. Yeah. And now we have some kind of like if you if you ever watched Lost, it's that yeah. Lost kind of introduces you to the character, but then you've never <laughs> seen, you've never, he never enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. So for the rest of you, <laughs> I watched the first two episodes and got bored. But what I, what I, Aaron's I, talking about is is as the story goes along, they they show flashbacks of, yeah. of things that happened in their past that pertain to. To the storyline yeah. of what yeah. is going on. So it, it builds yeah. the yeah. character. It deepens their personality. I have, I have under, a problem your with understanding the of premise who they are. of Lost. Okay. Well, the, the as premise... A, as an ongoing series. The premise of Lost was... Um, yeah, it worked as I, the miniseries it was originally supposed to be. Yes. So I never finished it. You know, I watched the first three seasons and then I stopped. I got bored. So... I'm the only one that finished it then. Yeah, maybe, maybe season I four I I never watched the last season. Anyway, we're off topic. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but but yeah, that's the general idea is that you go through, you you play a season, mm-hmm. and then you do flashbacks. I don't think flashbacks would have worked for Angel's Guard, no, no. Mm-hmm. just because the way that the, that campaign was set up. But yeah. since we went back to how we set up Terra Proximus with this one, I think it's going to work just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to try and pull the the same episode style, the same. Like adventure writing style that I used in Angel's Guard, I'm going to pull that into this. Okay. Because uh, I felt cool. really comfortable with how that worked, and mm-hmm. I never felt like I was reaching for stuff. And today I did feel like I was reaching a l- little bit for stuff. Well, so. this is more freeform. What are yeah. your ideas? What do you want to do? Yeah. Where do you want to start? Kind of yeah. idea. Which, at the beginning, it did feel kind of like, it all right, like, where yeah. do we start? Yeah. But I, it, I once we found I the like starting how it point, started. Yeah. 
Yeah, once we figured yeah. out that starting right. part, I like how the pieces yeah, started. Yeah, I, I was thinking about mesh. like how hard your job is going to be for this campaign, like because the world we came up with, it's very open ended world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I almost was tempted to have you guys be random passengers on the train, yeah. and then have like a um. Did you did you see the murder on the Orient Express? No, I haven't yeah. seen the, the new one. Yeah, the, the new one is really good. It is really good. It's very um, well done. I want to see it, but I haven't seen it. But but it's like that kind of story. It's like all of these people are thrown together, and they basically have to figure out what happened, like in this group. Yeah. So I almost did that, where you guys were on a train together, and then like a terrorist organization or something took over and then we've gone from there but that would have been a lead into pretty much the meta plot of the story right yeah. away right. Um, so I'm glad that we did it this way and just left it free form I so well I thought you got to really see I mean at least we tried to and I think we did a pretty decent job of showing who the characters were mm-hmm. and what they were what their lives are like before what their lives are like and what they're mainly about what they're mainly focused on before there is a hey everybody work together on this yeah, a large yeah. existential yeah. threat it's like today was sort of the flashback episode it was yeah it's a, it's a prologue yeah yeah so um, it's like that one episode that's really awkward because everyone's being introduced yeah that's, yeah it's the pilot that's episode. what it is hi my name is my name is Sam what's your name yeah <laughs> Well, I, so, I, I mean, as awkward as it as those points are, I think they work for the beginning of, yeah. of the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, you're awkward in a relationship at the very beginning. Like, the ending of uh, Julian and Sam's conversation was pretty awkward because they didn't know where else to go like, with it. Okay. But that opened the door for future inter- interactions and also suspicions on both sides. Correct. Let me ask you this. Going off these characters now, what do you think you want, want to see from the campaign? Like, do you want something that's more of a mystery-oriented type of thing? Do you want, um, like, episodic th- uh, adventures? Ooh. Do you want... Um, I don't think episodic no, adventures Not with are the, really where good. our characters mesh. Yeah, we would have um, to... So you're looking I, for... I, us, I like the big story idea. Yeah, big yeah. story. Um, which, if we were already if, a pre-arranged group, then episodic might work, but... yeah. If you, there are still ways it could go that way, but it would be tough. Yeah. It, it could, be tough. but yeah. For for me, I, and this is just basically purely on what I end up watching, um, as far as TV shows and and movies is I want a big story, not yeah. just okay. little tiny but stories here and there. X Files was very episodic, at times. Especially, it had the underlying, especially story. starting out the first you know first season. Well, every season um, was very upset. It just had its underlying story the entire time. But you got less of that underlying story during the beginning of and the season. to me, as much as I like X-Files, unless it was one of the episodic episodes that were had so much of a theme or a quirk to it, I f- would forget it. <laughs> and would be just, all right, let's get back to the, the main story. Is there a list of all those episodes? Has <laughs> anyone noticed that this man's shoes are untied? <laughs> so yeah. we're talking about a big story here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like one of the things that kind of resonated here was the theme of the fire elementals being. Well, I mean, yes, that's just and that's just random happenstance of having two characters that have issues with fire elementals. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be 
Um, but that's right. the easy it, it, that's the easy pickings because two characters have already yeah. Right. Season already one could be just immediately tied to his plot of hunting on this arsonist. Element. Yeah, actually, I was thinking you know? that was a very good in. Yeah, it even could be not just fire elementals, but elementals in general coming from that mountain range, oh, yeah, um, where that first one. Yeah. Honestly, I just did that because I was like, "All right, let's show Julian as a private investigator." Yeah, yeah. He has to have something to it. Actually, that that would work. It'd be a uh, warful contingency of rogue elementals. Okay, that's an idea. That are jumping the gun on the the big blood. Starting the war between everybody. Yeah, because that's the error. Well, the way the error reads is the commons have started. Yeah, the commons. Up. The commons are trying to get rid of all the proxies. Yes. Kind of thing. But why are they doing it? Maybe it's because there's more and more rogue elementals. It's a good question. We'll have to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think I think it was written in there that it was they were fearful of the influence that yeah because they had, of uh, uh, over the humans. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't of, know uh, anything uh, about. You're that. gonna start a war. I didn't start it. But you're going to. He's going to start a war. Sam is going to start a war. Why would I start a war? Because you're Shade's a... going to start a war. <laughs> Shade has plans. Shade has plans. So let's go ahead and talk about character points. I'm going to go ahead and give you... I'm going to give you five to start off with because this is a prologue. Five in addition to the five we already started with. Yes. yes. Unless you spent one. All right. And then now let's go ahead and talk about role-playing... Goals, agendas, who moved their character forward? Yeah. Well, Aaron accomplished one of his goals. <laughs> well, that I, I, no, I was just, I, I wanted to introduce that as one of my goals. <laughs> the cleaning up after myself. I wouldn't say I accomplished it. How sanitary you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Cleaning up my dirty, dirty past. I think. I think Julian's goals were pretty prevalent. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were very the, prevalent. The one thing that wasn't prevalent that I alluded to was when Jerry Land came over and he, uh, before he let him in, shut the door to a, the a room. Yeah. That was kind of, he was shutting the door to Aylin's room. <laughs> that actually looks like a child's bedroom rather than the rest of his apartment, which looks like just a disheveled mess of investigation. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was curious about that. <laughs> and that's what you were trying to perceive, I know. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to look around to see all the messy newspaper stacks and all that and be like, no, wow, this a is theme. a fire hazard. <laughs> that's what I was trying to do, but you didn't, then I didn't notice anything. You didn't ever get to use your abilities as an innate, did you, Chime? Um, I did use uh, uh, I one thought, of them. I thought you were my, going to. My powers are very passive. Yes. Yeah. So I don't have like I don't actively do it, um, but I did use it once for uh, on the the guy who came in Pelic. Yeah, on Pelic I tried to use it and I just didn't succeed. So I I did very little rolling tonight. My uh, special abilities just give me uh, a plus one bonus to my all my presence rolls and another plus one to charm, con, and persuasion. Okay, because like I said, they're just extremely passive. It's not even something I consciously do. I just talk to people and it happens. It feels like all of you accomplished, advanced your character for tonight in one way or yeah. another. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. learned a lot about your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was the point, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and give you each another point for that. 
and rather than have to vote on that. It's not like candy over here. <laughs> He's going to kill us. <laughs> that's why. Well, you can always spend these. That's, yeah. But that's why I was asking about the refresh for the uh, fate points. I'm like, because they're spending the fate points like candy, you know? I sure did. That's why I spent <laughs> one to persuade the one fire elemental to leave. Like, oh, this is something that needs to happen. Yeah. What happened to that guy? He was put in the fireproof room so they can investigate. Dangling plot point. Yep. You're the only one that knows about that, though. Yes. Chime is the only one that knows about well, that. Well, some of the other fire people would have known. Well, the military fire people. The, yeah. the military but fire people did. I well, my... can't imagine that he was the only civilian fire person that was... No. In... No, because there were a couple well, of them still like at the truck. Yeah. yeah, so the, some of the civilian fire people would have... Yeah, have known that. Okay, they apprehended a fire elemental that they fire proxy. Yeah, well, proxy. Yeah, thinking like Julian. <laughs> but yeah. I'm one of the. I'm, I'm one of the only people to know that it wasn't the original proxy. Yeah, I because well, I, I recognize that wasn't uh, Oriel Pellick. Yeah, very did. But it's also valid that you Ooh. called it an elemental because. I must have missed a conversation about how much the elementals can take over the proxy and literally control action well, words. Typically, they can't. Not to the extent that that. One I did. mean, that was like it's, full on. Is well, yeah, that was, was complete possession. Yeah, and it was also an unwillful bonding. I yeah, mean, I guess you're right. So well, and then they can be unwillfully bonded. We already yeah. talked about. Yeah, right. we did talk about that. Right. Yes, but that may give them more power. Yeah. Over the host. Uh-huh. Correct. If, well, it, it may depend on if the human bonds the elemental or if the elemental bonds the human. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, in that case, the elemental bonded the human. And that may change things, too. So it could actually be a battle of yeah. wills. Yeah. Think about that. Well, yes. And also, that I realized that there are actually two killings. Sam just outright murked. Uh-huh. Justly. Like, yes. But Julian was a mercy killing. Yeah. Of Pelic. Yeah. 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 There was that. <laughs> yeah. Role playing tonight was it was all role playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Jeff's favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting yes. impatiently. The snack was incredible. I was having like a conniption over how good the food was. It was good. Jeff made these (laughs) crab, shrimp, bacon, stuffed cheese ball pepper things. Peppers. It was really good. It was stuffed red peppers with crab dip. Like I'm salivating thinking about it. Well, it's like not just it wasn't just crab dip. It was like crab, cheesy crab dip, cheese, bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh All the tasty meat in a vegetable. Chunks of the pepper. Cut up into it too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was very so, good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Very good. And then Jeremy made uh, uh, oh, onion bombs. So good too. Oh my gosh, onion bombs. I f- saw this video online and a tasty video. Sent it to myself so I would remember it. And then the next day, I saw Jeff post it or comment on it, <laughs> and I immediately text Jeff and was like, "Dips." <laughs> he did. He did. I remember. He was like. That video you just posted, dibs. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> it's basically, uh, it's like meat, like hamburger meat, like a, a meatball 
that has onions, breadcrumbs, barbecue sauce, habanero. Well, I I you put, put habanero barbecue. I put sauce. habanero barbecue sauce rather than just regular barbecue sauce, stuffed in one of the layers of an onion, and then wrapped in bacon, and that's baked. Yeah. Until so that good. bacon is like crisp. crisp. That would have been really good in a smoker. Yes, it would have been really yeah. good in a smoker. Uh, as I was putting this together, I had a lament for three days of barbecue. Yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this would be really good on the grill. <laughs> yes. Johnny had... Strawberry watermelon... Uh, uh, homemade uh, sorbet. Yeah, homemade sorbet. That was very good. That was very that good. Was, yeah. With some ginger in it, too. Yeah. Ginger, ginger and mint. Ginger, lemon, and mint. Point Aaron brought. Aaron Aaron slummed it. Really. Aaron brought the disappointment. <laughs> Yogurt pretzels are all gone. Yeah, so, no. we, yeah the, so are the cupcakes. But I feel like the pretzels were gone because they were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it That's was true. Like those... If there was another pepper, because I kept yeah. looking over for more peppers. And if we did not allocate, okay, we're gonna have two onion bombs. I think there would have been like, <laughs> nope, this is mine. <laughs> I yeah. think there are two. There were There's two left, left. Yeah. and I and. I, I took GM's prerogative. I grabbed another one. <laughs> ah, bribing the GM with food. Hey, I, I didn't offer to do it. I, I totally... I he totally, doesn't get a vote anyways. So, yeah. Unless it's time. I, I wish remember that if there's a time, remember the third onion ball. <laughs> <laughs> I totally stole the idea of, of voting on snacks from that munchkin card. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bribe the GM with food. <laughs> and it works. It, 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 you guys... Typically have a pretty good snack game. And I also, I brought along some Old Bay flavored cheese balls. Which were pretty tasty. They were pretty good. We have like, what, three quarters of the barrel left? It was... It's a big barrel. They don't sell them in in like small bag size. It's like you've got to buy it in bulk. Mm -hmm. You have to buy two gallons of it or nothing at all. Yeah. So uh, since it's uh, around the summer start, and I'm sure we're going to be carting the balls places, you know, so that they can get munched on <laughs> best snack oh my gosh my vote's not for the balls <laughs> which balls <laughs> my vote it has to be for the for the uh, pepper cause I even now even like three hours later four hours later I keep looking over wanting another one. Well, you were talking about going to the to the store <laughs> just so I just could have to more get, a, get a, some more peppers I thought the the peppers, yeah. and I I said this while I was eating it, and I had to go back to it. I thought the peppers would have been better with green peppers. I would, I, I just like green peppers a little bit better. So, I, I mean, they were still outstanding. Every time I bit into the peppers, like, oh, what if this was a green pepper? <laughs> How much better it could be? It was a good lunch, though. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, that's my favorite peppers. I'm torn. I'm torn too. Do I vote for cupcakes or do I vote for pretzels? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm torn because so I, I really, really like the onion bombs. My wife has made them before. I, I said this As earlier when we were eating them that it, it would have been better if he had like put like a cube of cheese in the middle of it. Next time. Yeah. Just... But the peppers were phenomenal. I was eating both of them together. I was like taking a bite of one and then taking a bite of the other, and just like. Was it a good combination? Uh, yes, actually, it, oh, it was, I, I saved a little bit of the cheese for my meatball, and yeah, it went really well. It was so. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So my vote's for the pepper. Definitely for the pepper. Wait, did no, you, you vote pepper? Vote for pepper? Mm-hmm. No. What did you vote? You didn't vote yet. I hadn't voted yet. You're a pepper. I'm a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? 
If it were green pepper, he would have been pepper. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly I don't know what to vote for. I came here thinking it's like the onions are going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff's peppers were outstanding. And then Johnny had his homemade sorbet, <laughs> which is very good. And before we got here, and when I was in the store, I was like, should I get some covered pretzels? Because I'm really craving them. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with covered pretzels. No. Yeah, no. 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 Right, they were very tasty. All right. I will, I will go with the peppers as well. So three for peppers. I'm going to have dreams about it. <laughs> both both things. I'm going to have dreams about yeah. it. Yeah. So it uh, sounds like peppers won. Yep. yep. Woohoo! <laughs> That's the thing about having a, a Maryland podcast. If it has crab in it, it's yeah. going to wind up on the show. Yeah. That, that was a very hard thing last night when we were buying the crab meat. Because the Maryland, the Maryland the crab. The Maryland crab was like super expensive. It was like 34 for like a half a pound. And it, it takes like 34 crabs to get half a pound but of cra- Maryland is, crab meat. The guy at the meat counter, he's like, yeah, they just raised the price on this like two weeks ago. I'm like, of course they did. That's when crab season started. Well, because right. that makes sense. No, but part of the issue, <laughs> and to get into Maryland politics, they changed the laws for migrants to come in and, and actually yeah. clean the crabs. Clean the crabs, yes. They were bringing kids in from like Russia mm-hmm. and, and East, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, who were coming in for the summer, working at Ocean City, and also picking the crabs yeah. for like super cheap, super cheap, and so super cheap. They they changed the laws about that. So yeah. I know, and that, that's the real reason yeah. that pick crab meat one up. Yeah. But well, like, in most case, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because... Yeah. My wallet's not. But people I'm, should yes. be paid a fair wage. You know, yeah. let's, let's just be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not to get too deep into old nine state politics. I just, but I just find it ironic that, you know, the price raised right as crabbing season starts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's more crabs available now, so we're going to raise the prices. I mean, before we were just getting imitation crab meat, so... Or Louisiana crabs. Yes, Louisiana yeah. crabs. Which is where these ones came from we eat today. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. They're still blue crabs. They're just not Chesapeake blue crabs. Mm-hmm. They're less pollution. Exactly. The pollution adds flavor. We should open up a, a like a fish farm just specifically for crabs. <laughs> Call it that? The pollution adds flavor? <laughs> <laughs> Toxic adventure <It's> crabs. <laughs> just called PAF. Yeah, yeah. What's PAF stand for? Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We've been talking about it again today, and someday we'll actually commit to this, but there needs to be a Bone Thrower's Cookbook because you guys have to try what we cut, <laughs> what we eat. So, so good. And with that, we will say goodbye. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater, and also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>